Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. President Trump officially declares this week Public Service Recognition Week. This year's declaration mentions the president's management agenda. Trump says he's confident agencies will be able to serve the public more efficiently and effectively with the new agenda. The Senate also passed its own resolution to commemorate Public Service Recognition Week. Congressman Rob Whitman and Jerry Connolly introduced their own version, but the House hasn't voted yet on the resolution. President Trump asks Congress for permission to reduce spending by $15 billion, all coming from unobligated funds. The administration says there are programs with funding that hasn't been touched since 2011 or authorities which expired in 2012. This is the first of several rescission packages the White House plans to submit to Congress this year. The White House has not sent a rescission package to Congress in almost 20 years. Federal small business leaders weigh in on the administration's updated category management strategies. The directors of the agency's Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization and SBA officials are pushing the Office of Federal Procurement Policy to be more responsive to their concerns about category management. The OSDBU Council and SBA offer seven recommendations to improve new strategies across the 10 spending categories. The recommendations include anything from ensuring there are on-ramps for small businesses on the best-in-class contracts to developing a more transparent methodology to determine cost savings. I'm Jason Miller. The Bureau of Engraving and Printing may be better off building a new D.C. site than renovating its current one. The Government Accountability Office finds the Bureau's plans to build a new production facility in the D.C. metro area would cost $1.4 billion compared to the $2 billion it would cost to renovate its current building. The Bureau wants to build a secure perimeter around its new building, something it can't do with its existing facility. An industry association forms a panel to help the government figure out how to fix the broken security clearance process. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The Professional Services Council's new Security Advisory Group, or SAG, will evaluate work of the National Background Investigations Bureau. The SAG consists of 11 former senior government officials. Still another group, the Intelligence and National Security Foundation, will collaborate with SAG in coming up with ideas for modernizing security clearances. SAG promises a final report later this year. I'm Tom Temin. The Senior Executives Association wants the Office of Personnel Management to consider improvements to agency executive resources boards. ERBs oversee staffing of the Senior Executive Service, but SEA says many agencies are asking for help to better use their own ERBs and want best practices. SEA President Bill Valdez says Deputy Secretary David Bernhardt made promising improvements to the Interior Department's ERB in the wake of a recent Inspector General report on SES reassignments. The Senior Executives Association says it wants to work with the OPM staff and members of the Chief Human Capital Officers Council to develop recommendations for ERBs going forward. OPM sends four legislative proposals on federal retirement to House Speaker Paul Ryan for his consideration. The proposals were included in President Trump's budget request during the past two years, but the proposals from OPM Director Jeff Pohn include more detail and legislative language. The American Federation of Government Employees says the administration wants to attach these proposals to the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill. Agencies get new guidance from OPM for permanently notating a personnel investigation in an employee's record if the employee leaves before the investigation is resolved. The 2017 National Defense Authorization Act requires agencies to start making this distinction. OPM's guidance doesn't explicitly tell agencies how to make a permanent notation, but does give some advice for doing so. Agencies must give employees a chance to respond to the adverse action fundings before including the incident in a permanent record. Air Force commanders get more leeway in how they fulfill training requirements. Commanders can now train airmen in things like suicide prevention and sexual assault through group training. Previously, training had to be done on a computer. The Air Force hopes this will unburden some airmen from the amount of training they have to do. 
The top Democrat on the House Armed Services Committee wants a new national commission to investigate the recent uptick in military air accidents. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. An amendment scheduled to be brought up during this week's debate over the annual defense authorization bill would create a new independent panel. Congressman Adam Smith says the commission would compare recent military aviation incidents to historical averages and make recommendations to improve safety. Statistics compiled by the Military Times show fatal air crashes are at a six-year high, including a 39% increase since 2013. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Finding information about tax-exempt organizations gets a little easier. The new tax-exempt organization search from the IRS lets users access records on charitable organizations. It replaces EO Select Check, which has been in use since 2012. Acting IRS Commissioner David Cotter says the new tool will bring greater insight for people who are considering donating to these groups. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. I'm Eric White.